0: This is Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson. Today, the guys are having a chat about gates—so crucial but so tricky. If are not, they'll have you dialed by the end. Spraymakers is now live on all major podcasting platforms, so make sure to subscribe wherever you listen, and always share it with your ski buddies. That's all from me. Here's Rossi and Trent. The one thing with gates for me—it's the—it's the one aspect of your skiing that you can work on, on every single pass that, that isn't interrupted by mistakes prior to it.
1: Yes, dude. That's something I say all the time. Like you have no excuse not to, you know, do X on on your pillow because there's nothing preceding it that could have screwed it up. Yes.
0: I mean, for real. I mean, I, I basically I say, I work on my gate every single pass of every single set, not necessarily Mm -hmm. that I'm stressing out about it, but like, like we just said, you have, you have a free open slate, like, only things after your gate are what you're going to be adjusting to maybe errors that you made or, or, uh, things like that.
1: Yes. Okay. And then so, okay. So I I think, and I think the first thing everyone needs to understand is, and this is really important. Gates are not about right or wrong, you know? Um, and you, and you can look at, you know, look at my gate, look at Rossi's gate, look at Will Ash's gate, remember Andy Mapple's gate or look at old video, look at Nate's gate. Those the, I throw in Robert Pagosi, so those those are all going to look startlingly different, right? But all with pretty much the same level of success. So your job then um, is to what what the uh, sort of search for the commonality, right? So Pagosi could not look any more different than um, <clears throat> Will Asher or Rossi.
0: That's funny. I was actually going to do the same analogy.
1: Yeah. What's the common thread, right? And and that's where people get stuck is, 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 and I think that's where a lot of coaches err is, is they're trying to carbon copy this thing instead of just, just looking at the factors, what, what needs to happen.
0: That's a great, Um, I mean, that's a great way. That is the way to look at it from my perspective as well. You know, I mean, just, just quickly, like, uh, you know, we, I, I just, just happened to go and watch, the video of top six guys talks top six women. Mm -hmm. And what do I see when I see it? You know, what are are the commonalities between it? Cause like you said, you see a lot of different styles to get to the same result. And I think the, the thing that sticks out in my mind, and I don't know about you, but is getting into your stacked or accelerating position from the widest point possible.
1: 100%. And like, so then I have this sort of, you know, um, like this mantra, it's alignment before load, right? And then it's actually funny, like uh, someone I'd coached in the past, I, I believe it might've been Lynn Carnes. She'd actually taken that, you know, that mantra and then turned it into a, into a, like a bit of a self-help paragraph as it applies to life itself. But, you know, being in alignment with stuff before, before you, before this pressure building, but it, it was, just, that's an aside, but but well, yes, yeah, 100% alignment before load. You need to have your 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 feet through your hip through your body in line with the rope before the load starts to build and so then i think the most like wildly disregarded aspect is 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 where does load begin and load begins in relation to the boat at the exact same place every single time so so by 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 appreciating that, and we'll just say it's you know somewhere where, where the rope angle is coming off the back corner of the boat, but before that there's no opportunity for load. you know the boat's got to be somewhat ahead of you before the, the there's going to be pressure building on the on on the rope so appreciating that to me is paramount I, I, if you don't know where you are in relation to that point, then you're not going to consistently get through the turn or get into into position or get into connection into alignment, whatever you want to say before that point happens
0: I mean. I, 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 we don't always talk in the same, uh, words or, or, you know, things like that. And I think that's where people will, you know, they sometimes struggle between, uh, interpreting how you say it, like you might say alignment before yeah. load, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. saying I want my hip through, you know, I want my ski turned in the direction I want it to be turned before I start to utilize the boat, you know, yes. or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I think there's a the thing like, so, you know. Um, going, going from there. So how, so are, are there ways to set this up or yes. are there certain things that, that you think about, uh, early, you know, obviously before you're in your glide for your gate and getting ready to turn in, like, yes. are, are there things that are staples that you do that you could share that maybe help would, would help to set people up to this, this point, or is it a yeah, mentality? For, what is it?
1: No, for sure. I don't know. I think it, I think it's really, I think it's really actually cut and dry. Like, so um, so there's, there's, there's two factors in that, that, and and, and like I always tell people, you know, cause they'll be like, oh, you're going to work on our gates again. I'm like, well, yes and no, I'm not, I'm, it's not really the gate so much as it is. And this is semantics, but I, again, I think it's important. It, it's not so much the gate as it is. Uh, this is your opportunity to establish a, a positive relationship with the boat. Right. Um, so yeah, you are going through the entrance gates, but that's, if we took those things away, this would still be the exact, it would still be as important to, to, to set it up in a, in a specific manner. So for me on the pullout, I want to create max acceleration in, in the, in the shortest amount of space. Okay. Because just like anywhere else in the course, if I'm, if I'm not creating early acceleration, I'm going to be forced to pull long to get to my point. And the longer I pull after, after the rope starts changing my direction, the, the, the harder it's going to be to keep a tight rope. So I think like, you know, you pull out how, however the heck you want, as long as you're creating max acceleration in the shortest amount of space as possible, you know? Like, so I always think of it as, you know, if you think of, 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 of how high you're going to get on the boat, I, I always think of it in terms of thirds. Like I have about a third of that amount of space to create all the speed. And then the next two thirds uh, of, of my swing up on the boat is going to be done on a flat ski, as a result of of the, of the surplus of speed I created on on the on the, on the pullout itself, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I want to get <clears throat> doesn't necessarily mean it has to be hard. It just means that you need to be leaning in the right direction. So uh, I want to create early speed on the pullout, so then I can come up and and move into my glide without, without changing directions, just like anywhere else in the course. What, mm-hmm. uh, what, does what that, what's what's that mean to you? Or, or what is, what's, what's, what's your key at, at that point?
0: Well, I, th- I think that that, like the way you're looking at it is, is, uh, pretty much identical to me. I mean, I, a couple of points I just wrote down while you were talking, um, that was, you know, the, the key factor for me on the gates is, you know, in, in the course, if we develop our speed, right. Then, then our target target edge change or transition zone is right behind the boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where do we start our pull out? Oh, we're already past that point. Exactly. So, so to go in line with what you're talking about, you know, you want to make that acceleration zone short. It's not, it's not loaded and it's not, it's, it's, it's technically done right, but you're trying to get that, that work done earlier. So an effect in my mind I'm trying to pull less long past the center line. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm right in line with you. You know, I want to uh, get, I want to get, I want to start my pull out. You know, I like to be, you know, close to the wake as possible, you know, so that I'm, you know, if you're on the wake and all that stuff, you're going to have bouncing of your ski, which can throw your balance off. So I just get, for me, I just get as close to the wake as I can. And then, you know, I think about being light with my feet and light with my hands so that mm-hmm. I can actually get a true lean going you yeah. know, and, and that's the goal. Like the goal is to get this lean, get the ski rolled over as quickly as possible without load. And then I want to catch my load and swing up on the boat. And like you said, spend two thirds of my pullout in a gliding position, basically riding the handle. You know, I'm a two handed gate guy that now, I mean, I've done it yeah. all, but you know, and I want to spend more time, <laughs> I want to spend more time gliding and controlling my body with the handle than I do uh, pulling long and spending less time just standing there.
1: Yeah. Okay, so then we're going to finish off on the pull. And just, you know, I'm going to throw my two cents in. You said, uh, you know, we both had said max acceleration early. You had said without creating a whole bunch of loader while being led in the line. So just to clarify that, like all that means is, yes, get into into max lean as as quickly as possible. Make sure the lean is going in the right direction. So uh, which is your intended direction to travel, right? So Mm -hmm. if you you know, like just picture you're standing on a clock face. If you initiate that lean to what would be like seven or eight o'clock, which would be like to that rear left quadrant, if you will, like that's going to create max load. It's not really going to give you that good of, or it's not going to be efficient in terms of acceleration. Right. So I I like, you know, just remind, remind people, like fall towards your direction of travel, which would be like that 10, 30, 11 o'clock area. If you were standing on a clock face, Cause again, that's going to get you into your lean and it's going to create true acceleration because your, 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 you know, your body, your mass is going to be leading your feet. And that's, what's going to make, that's, what's going to force your ski to, to accelerate and drive back up underneath you. So there, okay. We got our pull out. We're both kind of on the same page, max acceleration as early as possible. So, you know, uh, roughly one third of your, of your swing height is going to come from the pull. The rest is going to come from the fact that you're going faster than the boat. So just fall towards that, that 11 o'clock that's going to, you know, put you into max lean, um, without putting load on the rope. Plus is that's, you know, that whole, you know, we've heard about this for 25 years, you know, you you know, when you're, when you fall in the, in the direction of travel, your mass leads your feet. And that's what, that's what, you know, truly creates acceleration. Um, so we're on the same page. We're going to get, we're going to get to our max width, um, roughly a third of that, that swing is going to come from the acceleration or the, or the pull phase itself. And the next two are going to come, through the glide due to the surplus of speed we built in that, in the, in, you know, in the, in the initiation of our pullout.
0: Yeah. And, now I mean, what? Yeah, and, 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 uh, you know, I, I think it's like we started out before, it's not so important. I mean, it's important to know that just the, those, that 30,000 foot stuff, like we want our body moving in the right way. Yeah. You know, when I said, be light, that to me is, is the way of saying, if you fall in the direction of travel, then you're not heavy on your hands. You're not heavy on your feet. Exactly. You're actually just using balance. I want to use balance. I don't want to use the rope to make my moves. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then to go from, to go from that pullout to, I just kind of wanted to shoot forward to where, where do I want to be when I'm, when I'm reaching that widest point, right? Like, so that I know how I want to set that up. And so like for me, I, may, I like to draw a line that's the pylon through the handle through my body. That line mm-hmm. is a very significant line. If I do everything right in that first third that we talked about, and then we'll talk about the next, the, the two thirds of swinging up on the boat. But if I do all of that, my end goal is to have it so that more of my body is ahead of that line, which is the pylon handle me. Got it. Okay. So I need to make sure that I'm accelerating faster than the handle is accelerating. Basically I'm wrapping around the handles path. So I like uh, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I haven't pictured, I'd never pictured it quite like that. I like it.
0: Well, I mean, if you, yeah. So if you're outside, of, well, anyway, let's l- we'll get back to that. Yeah. We'll get yep. back to that. Yep. So, so I do my, I do my, uh, I don't know, I, I guess we'll just call it drop in. You know, I do my drop in mm-hmm. or my pull out for the gate. Uh, for me, as soon as I feel like I, have reached my max lean. That's my time to start moving up and standing up and transitioning to, um, from, from that free movement to catching the rope swing or the rope or, or the pylon or the boat's power and standing up with it and holding on to it, you know? So I'm just basically Mm -hmm. an extension of the boat, using the boat's power to accelerate me up and out of my, up and out of my pullout and into my transitioning into my glide. How about you in that zone? What are you thinking?
1: Uh, in, in, into the glide itself? Sure.
0: I mean, we we yeah. we set up the first third. You know, we did our pull <laughs> yeah. out. So, what are we doing so as we I, come up? I,
1: so, as, as we come up, and I, and I think you know, you said thirty thousand. I'm going to go a little bit lower than that. I'm going to go like two hundred feet. If you looked at it from, from you know from from hundred hundred fifty feet, two hundred feet, you 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 would see that you're never you're never running perfectly parallel with the boat, right? Think of like think of the of what the line of the rope is is going to be doing, right? And I and I think like that's the part that. Well, that's not that part. That's one of the parts that, that is mm-hmm. just completely lost on people is, is they pull out and then they settle for parallel with the boat. So you're actually coming inside the potential line of the rope. Right. Um, <clears throat> so as I'm moving up into my glide, I'm with dogged intent, with my vision, with my hip orientation, again, mostly with my intent, I'm, I'm coming up and I'm gliding up up through that same path, right? Cause I've, I've in the, you know, first, and, and you know I'm saying third and that's arbitrary. It depends on how efficient you are at building early speed. You know, some people are, it's going to have to be half of the distance, but but regardless, as I come up out of my, out of my um, acceleration phase, I'm coming through, I'm making sure that the, that, that the line of the rope is still coming through the line of my body. You know, so for me, that's my right hip and I'm going to be with every bit of intent. I'm going to, I'm going to then glide to my wide point on that same path. And again, think of what it would look like from a hundred feet. It shouldn't look parallel. It need not, it need not look parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most important is through that entire glide. <clears throat> it's another part that I think it's lost on people is, is I'm going to be in motion. Um, so, for me to, to to like roll in ahead of my feet, like the, the faster I'm going when I start moving up and inside or, or moving up onto my first, moving up onto my toes and then moving into the turn, the faster I'm going when I do that, the, the longer that process can take before my ski is forced to follow right like think of it like a bicycle if you will like if you, the slower you're going the more you have to stay right over top of your cranks the faster you're going the more you can roll into the into into a, into a kind of a banked feeling turn right so my point is if i stand perfectly static in that glide and wait till i've started to slow down before i start rising up onto my toes and then eventually you know leaning into the turn the, 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 the slower that the reaction is going to be like, you know, the slower I'm going, if I, if I lead my feet by two inches, if I'm going slow, my feet are going to come underneath me immediately. If I'm still doing 36 or 37 mile an hour, when I start rolling up and moving into that turn, I can really lead my feet. So what, cause what I want to have to happen is as soon as I start slowing down my, my ski, my hips, my feet are already starting to swing back through. Okay. You know, so I think it's really important to be, I think I like, I want, I don't want to be static anywhere and it's, and, and to watch it, like, you know, it's, it's minimal movement, but it's gotta be continuous because again, if I wait till I've slowed down to start, um, moving into the turn, the, the, the subsequent turn is going to be slower.
0: The the faster I'm
1: going when I start it, the better. Yeah.
0: A question just popped in my mind then. So, uh, in this, in, in listening to you say this, are you, is your target to be turning in, At 34 miles an hour, if you're a 34 mile an hour skier or is Trent, is your, your target to be hitting your connection point or stacked position at 34 miles an hour? Like how does that, I'm trying to interpret where you're at and just kind of make it, break it down for people that are listening.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I want to be initiating the turn while I'm like, while I'm going slightly more than 34 miles an hour or, or 34 miles an hour. And then as soon as I start slowing down, that's when my feet are, are, I mean, they're going to start following me. Right. You know, as soon as you start, like you start losing support as like ski support as soon as, as soon as you start slowing down. Right. So what, what I, what I don't want is I, and this is what I'm always looking for. I look for it on the gate. I look for it everywhere in the, in the course as the boats getting ahead of the skier. What's the skier doing? And if, and the answer all too often is nothing. And that's a problem. Can you, you know, break like, down, can
0: you break down when the boat's getting ahead of the skier, what that looks like perfect. for someone who doesn't so, understand?
1: Yeah. And it's so easy to watch from the boat. Like, so like, think of when someone swings up on their gate, Okay, like, and I'm just at that point as a coach, I'm watching spacing. Like, where are they in relation to us? Okay, because again, like, the boat's going at fixed speed, right? So, mm-hmm. the, so just appreciating where the skier is in relation to the boat, or on the other end, where the boat is is in relation to me when I'm skiing, that's the tell. So, I watch someone pull up on their gate. They're, so, as they come up into the glide, they're obviously going faster than I am because I can see the rope angle swing up. Right, and then I'm going to see that rope angle in relation to where I'm sitting in the passenger seat. It's going to freeze for a moment, and then as that rope angle starts to starts to migrate back towards the the, the rear of the boat, that's when they're at a speed deficit, right? That's when they're obviously going slightly slower than me. So, you know, people people call that getting sucked in or or drifting back. Okay. That's not that's not what's happening, right? Actually, the boat's advancing. So. And this is just such a this is such a good tell, and you don't have to know a whole bunch about gates to to help someone out with uh, help someone out with this. But watch it, watch your buddy pull up on the on the boat, boom. So now when that rope angle starts to migrate back towards the, the rear of the boat. If he's not already moving in he's he's letting his 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 space- disso- dissolve right so like while that rope is migrating back, you better see his tip already starting to pull in or he's just wasting that space he's letting it go and then if we have already appreciated that somewhere about you know the when the rope's at the back corner of the boat ish that's where he needs that's where he will be under load
0: mm-hmm.
1: why why waste that space exactly you know
0: so is there anything that you're doing in your glide? to, to maximize this, uh, speed or whatever.
1: 100%. Like, so I'm in my glide one, I'm relaxing my arms because like I said, I'm not running parallel. So if I keep my arms pinned in front of me and lots of wonderful, like amazing skiers can do, do this. They do keep their arms pinned in front of them. Um, but then they have a compensatory move to kind of deal with that bit of a loose line. Um, think Chris Parrish, like one of the, the greatest the years of all time. Yep. Drop the shoulder. And then he would do like a kind of a counterclockwise swing with his handle. And all he's doing is 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 just managing that little bit of loose line he's gonna have because you know if your handle's pinned in front of you and then you move inside, obviously the line's gonna go loose. But but anyway, through the glide, because I'm not running parallel, I'm gonna relax my arms, let myself you know, gain max distance away from the pylon. One, two, while I'm at my max speed, I'm already gonna start rising. Up in front of my feet, then three. I'm going to start moving inside just as I see the boat start moving away from me. So I, I just I want to start everything super super early. Think of your two ball turn. You know, right. it's a process. It's a forty foot process, right? You know, you don't you don't throw. your reach out and just stand there perfectly still till you get to the ball, and then now it's time to go. And that's too often how people approach that gate turn in. It's
0: it's got to be dynamic. You know, 100%. it's got to be dynamic. You know, for me, for me, it's, it's, uh, you know, get my speed early, uh, as I, as I'm coming up out of my lean, I want to, uh, I want to control the handles pull. I like to feel the, I like to feel the, the boat pushing me or pulling me up that swing up that arc yeah. up on the boat. Um, one of the things that, uh, you just said that I think is really important is that for me, I don't want to see the handle out in front of a skier. I don't want to, in my opinion, and, and, and I think a lot of people will probably disagree with me on this one, but in my opinion, I don't want to see your shoulders actually square while you're gliding for your gait. I don't want to see you pull up, put that handle in front of you. You can imagine that, right? Like pulling the yeah, handle yeah. in front of you and, and squaring the boat. Because going back to what I, what I that, that little tidbit I dropped a while ago before, which was that line of pylon, handle, body. If I come up out of my, out of my, uh, pull out, and I take that handle and manipulate and manipulate it out in front of me, I just made myself, there's the pylon, the handle, and now my body is behind that line. Yeah. So now what you just said, it goes back into saying you're inside of your potential arc. You're yep. running, you just pulled yourself to a narrower line and now you're running inside with no rope, no, no ability to control the rope at all. You're basically, you're just straight lining. So in my mind, when I come up, I'm trying to, I'm actually allowing my, my body as I'm gliding up wider and wider on the boat, I'm trying to allow my, my upper body to actually slide in towards the pylon a little bit. Uh, we call it, or I call it cutting wind, wind with my left shoulder. You know, I want to cut a little more wind with my left shoulder than I do my right at that point while I'm gliding up on the boat. Then when I get into that place where I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm faster than the boat. I can see my my turn ins coming. I can see I'm about to match the speed of the boat, just like you said. You know, using maybe a little different uh, a little yep. different terminology. I see that point coming, and right before that point, I release that boat's pull. Basically, do a small reach. As I'm doing that small reach, I'm doing what you just said: standing tall, coming up over that front foot. Basically starting to allow my body to start to shift to the inside, just like you yep. made that analogy on the mountain bike, right? Allow my body to lead my turn. I'm not manipulating my ski at that point at all. I'm, I'm standing up and I'm allowing my body to come to the inside. As my body comes to the inside, my ski edge starts to roll. The ski can roll underneath. At that point, you know, you might be a little more square to the course and allowing your hips to roll underneath. And, and my target goal with this turn in is to be what, what I call light or, you know, uh, uh, not, not driving and allow my body to fall. And my target goal is to have my, you know, my outside hip connect to the handle at the same moment, my ski tip passes under the rope. And I want that to happen from, from, I mean, it'd be awesome if it could happen from almost 90 degrees on the boat. You know, like, and it's not oh, like, percent. people misinterpret that and say, "Jam my back foot, turn as hard exactly. as I can," and now I just, uh, yeah, I turned hard and and I and I get way too much speed into one. And you're like, no, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process, like you said, it's a process of getting yourself rolling that speed up onto the boat, being there, initiating that turn by standing up, rolling in, and then getting yourself to take that speed into the rope. And so now we have speed at our connection point from a wide process from a wide point so that we can generate more speed going into centerline. And I think that the the thing I see with most, most common misconception is I don't want speed at one. So I'm going to go easy on my gate.
1: 100%. Like, and I, and I watched, you know, watching, uh, um, one of the girls at Moomba who did really well. But, but you know, watching her, some of the videos she posts and watching her Moomba and it's the same thing. And and I'm, and, I, and that's exactly what I'm seeing. And uh, you, you watch her pull up and it's like, wow, this girl really knows how to accelerate. Then you just watch her watch her space and she's like falling back or sorry, the boat's getting ahead, getting mm-hmm. ahead, getting ahead, get it. And she's almost into the low zone. She slowly rolls through. And then the, then the tell is she's going to pull through the second whitewash on every single one ball, whether it's her. And this is not picking on one person. This is, this is most people, but, but I mean, you know, that, that if you're having to roll in really easy on your gate, there's a reason for that. There's, you know, like I, I'm, I'm trying to turn in honestly as, crazy fast as possible. And, and that's it. And that, but again, like, 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 like you said, Rassi, like you, you don't you don't want to misinterpret that as you know, jumping on it because I'm also, I'm also like when I'm skiing my best, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of the, the rope, like dental floss. Like I am like, I'm not even, I had this kind of thing I used to run through my mind, like stay invisible to the zero off. Like, don't let, don't, don't let it feel you kind of thing. Turn
0: hard, but be invisible.
1: E- exactly. Wait, does that, exactly, that kind of like what alignment before load means? right. And and it is. And then like, that's what people said, like, and, and, and again, like this time of year, like I'm, I I can't just go easy, but by September when I'm skiing my best, I I mean, really my, uh, my keywords gets down to just that. Just go easy, go so easy, man. Don't do anything. Um, and so where that ease comes from is if you're in alignment, before the load starts, like think of it as like the top of a deadlift of even like a four hundred and fifty pound deadlift. And, you know, once you clear and you are standing in perfect structural alignment, that's easy. Now's the easy part. You could actually stand there holding it for a minute. So if I am into alignment before there is load, the load's going to feel easier. One, two. If I've created you know acceleration, like acceleration with my feet before the load. It, it actually is going to be lighter. The faster you're going, the lighter that, that, that load is going to be right. I mean, if you were doing 10 mile an hour to a 34 mile an hour boat, that, that, that hit would be incredible, you know, but if I'm swinging in and pairing my speed that obviously, yeah, the load is going to be lighter. Um, I, I think so. <clears throat>
0: if you can start faster, then yeah. you can reach a, uh, a, a higher top speed by center line speed. What, what's the definition of speed? Isn't it distance over time? so if you can run a you can run a higher earlier line by starting with more speed being able to you know get your turn in from a let's just say on a smaller radius uh more more obviously technically right but get it turned in and then have more time to speed up you're going to be able to to create more i don't know whatever you want to call it create more space or create more speed or you know those those passes where you come into one and you feel Wide and slow and easy, that is actually because you're running a high,
1: fast, <laughs> fast line. line. <laughs> you're <laughs> no, not going slow. I know. That's why like, when someone tell me, "I just came too hard into one ball," I was like, eh, "You didn't. You didn't. You know, you were too um, slow." Yeah, your your line sucked, and it felt fast because you had this point of reference flying at you. But no, it's not a speed thing. And then that, so then that's where people will fall into that like that mistake. I talked to, we, I just talked about this person rolling easy and like, hey, because they feel too fast at one, and they probably are too fast given the line that they're on. So then on the direction, so, right? Yeah, exactly the direction they're on. So you want, yeah, you want to talk sorry. about
0: that real quick, actually? Why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you why don't you describe what what when you feel fast into one nine times out of ten it's be, it's not because you're actually going too not, fast
1: no it's not water speed and it, it's that my my direction the line i'm traveling on the direction i'm traveling into that buoy is just too straight you know exactly
0: if so you're going straight so then that's the where buoy.
1: yeah and then that's where people fall into this trap is you know hey you've got to control that gate go easier go easier go easier turn slower turn softer and then you just watch people and so all they're doing is trying to they're trying to just like soften the, 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 you know, the negative impact from a, from a fundamental flaw instead of fixing the flaw, you know, and it can have, it can yield results, but it's going to be limited. You know what I mean? Like, cause eventually, you know, the only difference between 41 and and 35 is how high you need to be on the boat when you get to the buoy. Right. So if you're, if you're limiting your potential to to run those high lines, then you're limiting your potential to, to run 41. Yeah. Or, or, or whatever, whatever is 22. your heart, wherever
0: you're getting stuck, it doesn't matter. Wherever, it's the Same thing. Yeah. You know, so, and that's,
1: and that's like, like, and I always, they always tell people like, you know, they'll say, you know, and, and make sure you understand I'm at 34 miles an hour. Uh, you know, what's the difference between 41 and 35? And, I'm, and I'm, I'm like, well, honestly, you know, like nothing, you know, in, in terms of my intent, I feel like the intensity is the same. I feel like the line is really similar because I'm running higher lines at 35 than are required. You know what I mean? So, so I I try and run all four passes exactly the same. And obviously your margin for error just gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And then, you know, I'm going to fall or do something, but, but it's not like, you know, if I'm having to do something different at 39 than I did at 35, then, then I, then I'm doing something wrong at
0: 35. I I want every pass to be the same.
1: Yeah. But that's, that's kind of an an, an aside, but uh, I, I think I, so I think like, you know, the biggest thing, and I do, you know, when I'm coaching people, is, is there's nothing wrong with your gates, right? You don't need to rewrite this thing. You just have to think about what's important. So if you know where the load's going to hit you, and that's, you know, somewhere around the the, the the first whitewash, you have to have everything done before you get there, right? So there's two things there's speed, you know, and there's spacing, meaning how high are you on the boat. Uh, and, and I think of it, you know, like this like it's one without the other doesn't do you any good. We all know that guy who, pulls up really long and really wide on his gate hits his high mark but he's he, he was never going faster than the boat so the second he hits his high mark the boat's already starting to advance on him you know so so height alone <clears throat> or spacing I, I like to call it isn't enough. Um, nope. it has to be a combination of speed and space because yeah, I think of it like you know your, your 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 height on the boat that's your space before load right? The, you know, right. the higher you are when you turn in that, obviously the more space you have it, until you get to that whitewash and then speed, how fast you're going when you start that turn in, that's going to be, that's going to be time, right? The faster you're going in relation to the boat or the closer you and the boat are going in speed, the slower that load's going to find you, right? So it's just a combination of speed and space. So mm-hmm. you don't need to change your gates. Just, just get someone to video your gates and and just watch for one thing, <clears throat> as, as the boat starts to advance on you, or as you can see the rope start to swing back behind the boat, make sure you're doing something, make sure you're already turning in.
0: Right. You know? So, yeah, when you, so, so the way I look at it, like if you're in your glide and you miss that point where, you know, let's just say, you know, you call it the boat advancing. I call it, you know, falling back on the boat, whatever we want to call it. If you miss that point, the line comes tight. Now the line's tight and you are, you, you don't have your ski pointed yet. So you're being pulled by the boat with no ski turn. So the way I just kind of easily think about it is now every move I make, I'm not only turning to try to get angle side to side. I'm also inadvertently generating speed down the course. And what I want is speed side to side, not my down course speed. I want to limit that down course speed. That's that, that's that bad feeling that you get when you go into one, when you pull too long, that's down course speed. The feeling of being slow and easy is the, is the, is the feeling of side to side speed. So if your line is tight before you even turn in, then you're going to, you're going to have to drop a shoulder to turn in. You're going to, all these things start to compound. And basically what's happening is you're accelerating down the course as much as you are trying to get the ski turned all the while losing space and and width. so yep. then you're going to catch that catch that uh catch that that load from the boat with your ski not finished turning it's going to be half turned and then now you've got x ex- you got excess load to start and then we're not generating that side to side speed that we need for the release at center line so what happens we know we're going to be narrow so we pull long and it's yep. just a, it's just a natural thing that you don't you don't even see it happening but if you don't develop the speed by center line Then you, and you know, you're not, then you know, you're not going to make it out to the buoy in the right place. So you end up pulling long, which compounds the problem, uh, and then pulls you to the inside. And then you already know now that you're on the inside line that you're going to be super narrow. So what, what's the first move you do? You come off the handle. Okay. So now we're not even, now we're going narrow without the handle and basically straight lining right to apex with no Mm -hmm. control. So back it up. Let's get back. Let's get on the, let's get on the wide trajectory. Let's, you know, let's be, let's get that speed early on our pullout. Let's come up into our glide. Just, none of this is feeling rushed, by the way. You don't feel like, oh, I'm running out of time. It's just, you get up there and you're, you're feeling where you're at. And then the goal is obviously to release the, the boat's pole, get that ski turned without the, that boat's pole, catch the boat's pole, uh, again, quickly from a wide spot without having to drive your feet or do anything unnatural roll it in, catch it. And then from there to center line, all we're trying to do is make a progressive lean. That's, that gives us enough speed to release at center and ride that arc up to, up to the buoy line.
1: And that's a cool thing too, is it is like, you know, and this is something I'm really careful with. You don't, you don't need to change your gates. This, this applies to absolutely any sort of, I don't want to say gate theory, but any, you know, however it is like you like to do your gates. Like, uh, I mean, this, this applies, all it is, is about speed and space. So, you know, if, if, you know if you can't start initiating that turn before the boat starts running away on you then pull out a little stronger you know and, and you know and here's the reason or, why or people later have or later or later yeah but here's the reason There's why people different have so ways much, to look at it for sure but why people have so much trouble with this is is, is because they're 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 preoccupied with making their gates so mm-hmm. like and it's like that seems obvious but but I mean I see this all the time people pull out Boom! Static. Wait, wait, wait. Boats advancing, or they're falling back. However you like to think about it. Bam! Through the gates. Awesome. And and they they don't. There's no. There's no red flag for them because well, I made my gates. So I mean, I think you have to, especially this time of year. I stress this with everyone. Like like I don't. When I'm skiing, I I don't. I couldn't tell you if I went through them or not because I'm. That's not so far away from my focus. Like you know, you have to be you have to allow yourself to to actually miss your gates if you're ever going to figure out the perfect timing on the boat because Dude, that's the timing palm yeah palm and the, the timing on the gates is simple man it's static they don't move right the timing right. on the boat is the hard part and the important part um once you have your, once you have it figured out how to time your turn in on the boat, and you can consistently do it, then all you do is just just move the whole process into the course or, or back if you're if you're routine, routinely late. But if you don't figure out timing on the boat. You're you're never gonna get a consistent. Uh, uh, that is such a, a huge day. nugget, dude.
0: It's such a huge nugget, and I mean, geez, go on YouTube, watch watch videos of, of me. I'm I'm just gonna use myself and as as an example. You'll see a ton of video because that's practice video that you're seeing most of the time, um, and of me, and and you're gonna see me miss my gates. And then people yeah. say, "Oh, yeah, I too, saw bro. this video of Rossi running 41, but he misses gates or Rossi <laughs> running 39." <49. He laughs> no. misses no. gates, so it doesn't even count, bro. And you're I like, love well, it. <laughs> you know what? It only counts in a tournament." And so, I do while I do respect that that understanding of, you know, I want to make them in practice so I make them in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to understand it, on but... exactly. You got to understand yeah. Yeah. the sequence of events that will set you up to run the right line. And then all it is is a matter of timing and play your timing. And that goes back into you know the episodes before when we talked about wind and how you attack that stuff. It's still the same sequence all the time. You're just taking into consideration the timing of it, where it's gonna set you up and how you can make that match exactly what you wanna do to be able to run that high line.